You're listening to the Living a Life Unleashed podcast. Welcome to the Living a Life Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Bishop. Hey, thanks for tuning in. And if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I am so glad you're hanging out with us because the goal of this podcast is to equip us and inspire us to play full out and live fully into who we were created to be. And each week, I invite a guest onto the show to share their story as they pursue living a life unleashed. It's really my hope that these conversations inspire you, spark ideas, and provide useful insights to help you grow. Because we were created to thrive, you guys, and make a lasting, positive impact on those around us. And let's face it, sometimes we just need some inspiration, a little nudge, some tools, and a reminder that we are not alone on the journey. Well, today I have a conversation with Ryan O'Neill, and Ryan makes music under the name Sleeping at Last. I'm sure a lot of you have heard his music. It's awesome. Ryan's a Chicago-based singer-songwriter, producer, and composer, and Sleeping at Last can be heard on a lot of popular television shows and movies, some of which are The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 1, The Fault in Our Stars, love that movie, Grey's Anatomy, So You Think You Can Dance, Criminal Minds, Bones, The Vampire Diaries, the list goes on and on and on. And I loved having this conversation with Ryan because he talks about how at a very early age, he was actually discovered by a famous singer-songwriter musician himself and helped him to sign a record label. And he thought, wow, like he was making it into the big time because he signed this big record label deal. And you're going to hear just a little bit about his story and how he is no longer with a label, but that he went independent and going independent just has enabled him to be more free and more fully be the expression of who God created him to be in his music and, and not be bound by other people's expectations. And I think, I think it's a really relevant conversation because sometimes whatever we're up to in life, we, we have these kind of high aspirations, which are awesome, but oftentimes we compare our work or what we're doing to other people's work and what they're doing and where we think we should be as opposed to where does God have me now and what is the best expression of the gifts and the talents and the passions that God has given me that I can live fully into and and make my contribution to the world that way. And so Ryan and I talk about that. We talk about some setbacks that he has experienced in creating his music, in pursuing his passion, and some advice that he has when we face some of those setbacks. So tune into this conversation. He is just an all-around, genuine, down-to-earth guy, and I think you are going to enjoy our chat. So thanks for listening, and here is the conversation with Ryan. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I am awesome. Thanks for being on the show today. I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Oh my gosh, me too. Thank you for making this work. Yeah, we have a mutual friend, Audra, who was kind enough to connect us. And I love when she was uh, sending the email out and, and connecting us up. She said that she likes the way that you live your life, that you live your life unleashed to the way you your songwriting and how you challenge yourself to grow. And so I'm looking forward oh, that's- to... Yeah. That's so sweet. I'm honored to hear that. Yeah, and I actually was, um, of course, I know, sleeping at last, and I'm a huge fan. Thank um, you. Thank yes. you so much. And you're, okay, can I say this? You're young. You're like in your early 30s. 
<laughs> it doesn't feel young, but I I, I, I like hearing that. <laughs> you're, you're st- I, I think you're young. I, I have many years on you, but you've just like you've accomplished so many things in oh, such so a sweet. short amount of time. And and I know life isn't just all about the things we accomplish. It's about who we're being in the process. And as I was kind of just cyber stalking you a little bit. I noticed that you also, um, Joanna and Jessica Huey, you know, those gals too. Yes. Like. Oh my gosh. They're, they're the, some of my favorite people in the world. They, uh, they have played on many a sleeping at last song and, uh, are just so, so talented. Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching some video that you had recorded and they were in the background. I thought, Oh my gosh, I know those guys. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I actually, um, so, uh, Jessica just played on my, my Enneagram type three song. So I'm doing a, a song for each of the Enneagram types and, um, she it happens to be an Enneagram three. So I was literally just talking about her on my podcast really? <laughs> like about 20 minutes ago. And then, um, Joanna actually played on the type two song. So, um, a few months ago, she, uh, she was kind enough to lend me her talents as well. So that was a really fun, uh, but I, I love working with them. They're just so talented. It's, it really is astounding and just yeah. sweet people too. And it's a rare, a rare mix. Well, it is. And one thing that I just, you know, when, when people kind of show up in whatever way they show up, whether it's in person or you yeah. see them on a video, you could just kind of, I mean, you just show up as someone who's really um, present and really uh, relational and oh, authentic too. And I, I started listening to your podcast a little bit. I'm like, I like this guy. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That yeah. means, means the world to me. I, the podcast is like this very uh, strange uh, practice in like, because uh, obviously I have to get used to hearing my singing voice and, um, you know, I produce and engineer my own stuff. So I'm I'm listening to myself frequently, but talking is a whole different animal. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I get it's... so tired of myself. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Do and, you? And, and now I now as I'm like editing my voice and things like that, I'm just like, wow, I, I, I say words over and over. And you you start to you start to hear yourself in a different light. So I'm a little bit tired of myself, but I I so appreciate hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think we can all relate. It's like, oh, you know, and you, of course, have an incredible singing voice. So it's funny that you don't like your speaking voice. I like my speaking voice, but my singing voice needs a little work. So. We have something <laughs> in common. Yeah, that works. Yes. <laughs> well, tell you know, I love our listeners. Obviously, our listeners know about sleeping at last, but I I would love our listeners to learn just what are some things that you just like people to know about you. Yeah, totally. Um, so sleeping at last sounds an awful lot like a band name, but it's actually just me. <laughs> so <laughs> just a one man band. Um, and I like uh, I, I've always kind of gravitated towards sadder music. And so um, I, unintentionally, that's just kind of what I create. I create a calm and quiet and 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 sometimes uh, a little bit melancholy music. But um, I without my doing either, uh, I feel like there's hope in it. So hopefully there's a there's a good amount of hope to balance out some of that sadness but um i I grew up listening to film scores so i think a lot of the the drama kind of comes through in that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um but yeah what else um i live in chicago i have uh two little girls uh lily and iris that are uh, ages three and one and i'm married to an amazing human being named kate Wow. Three and one, two girls. You're outnumbered. Yeah, I totally am. And I love it. It's, 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 uh, every day is, is truly amazing and not, not without its, 
incredible challenges as a parent, but it's, uh, it's so fun. They're the, seeing them become the the people that they're becoming is, is such a, a treat. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, tell, I'd love to learn a little bit. How did your music career start? I mean, did you know at a really young age, Hey, this is something that I see myself doing, or this is my passion. How, how did you come to kind of be in the, the career that you're in currently? Yeah, totally. So um, when I was growing up, so I was homeschooled and I had a, a little bit of a different type of homeschooling experience than, than a, a lot of other people that I've met that have had that. Um, and in that my mom was really just in tune with my brother and I and kind of the, the passions that we were uh, developing. So she, um, it, I wanted to be an animator at one point. So I did a, she was kind enough to, to help um, open some doors to just try to figure out what, you know, what, what that looks like. And if I'm excited about it or not. And then I dropped that and got excited about basketball and dropped that. And then uh-huh. <laughs> uh, eventually, probably when I was about 13 years old, I, I wanted to get a guitar. So um, for Christmas, I got a guitar and uh, it was mostly just a, a tool for uh, looking cool and for uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully finding a girlfriend. Um, oh my gosh. Like and- <laughs> yes, guys with the guitars, there's some, you just kind of like you go from, if you're a five, you go to like a 25. So that, was a, that was exactly. a good move. <laughs> exactly. So it started there and I, um, I started playing and I, I never really liked playing other people's music. So I just immediately kind of write, wrote my own uh, pretty awful songs at that point and um uh, quickly just fell in love with like the craft of songwriting and, and learned everything I could from, I mean, I'm still learning every, every day here, but, uh, I, I had like a crash course when I was like probably 14 and 15, um, kind of was taken under the wing of a, of a local musician named Doran here. And, um, and he was kind enough to kind of share his passion with, uh, with me that, um, is, is everything song related and, and why a lyric should, uh, you know, say as much as possible with as few words as possible and you know uh, paid attention to production and paid attention to all these different parts that that music sort of um, uh, was hiding and um, so I fell in love deeper and deeper and deeper with the, the craft of songwriting um, but one thing one thing I will say too is that uh, the very first CD that I ever got <laughs> as a kid was uh, was The Lion King, and I noticed oh. that uh, the more you know, the more albums I bought, there was there was always one song on the record that would give me goosebumps. It would like physically move me to a point of um, of, of the the hair in my uh, arms standing up, and I just I love that, and I was so blown away by the fact that something I'm hearing could make me physically react like that, and so um, it kind of uh, I think unknowingly I sort of set out to only write music that um could could do that to me you know i I was like why do why do why is there only one song on an album that does that how come Mm. i want to i want to write albums that all of the songs can do that at least to me i mean obviously people are going to interpret and hear music the way um that they do but i i've always been gravitating like i've always been in love with uh uh emotional music and and music that could kind of um get get underneath your skin a little bit yeah How, how does your how would you say your faith influences your music yeah, so my faith, um, I, I, oddly enough, when I was around that same age, starting to write songs, uh, 13, 14, uh, faith was obviously a big part of my life. That Well, not obviously, because we just met, but <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with faith being 
a large part of my life. And, and, um, so I knew that, uh, I, I was kind of asking myself that question when I just started and, uh, the role that I have applied from that point until now is that I never want to force my faith into my music and I never want to force my faith out of my music. So I always wanted it to, um, sort of become this, this organic, uh, thread that weaves in between my, my songs. And, uh, I've, I've kept that to, uh, to this day. And, um, it, that has sort of evolved into, um, these songs are essentially my journal. <laughs> I'm just oh. writing, I'm writing every song from, even though some of them are stories, some of them are, um, from different perspectives, but really they're, they're completely from my heart and my, from the perspective of my experience. And, and so, um, faith being, uh, an important thing to me, it definitely, uh, finds its ways in, uh, into my songs. Yeah. What are some things that you've learned as you've been pursuing your dreams and passions? And just curious, what are, what are some of the things that you, maybe the challenges you've had to overcome and things you've learned along the way? Yeah, I think on the surface level, when I was when I was first starting music, I had a really wonderful break around uh, 16 or 17 years old, where uh, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins um, uh, took an interest in uh, what I was doing and ended up showing my music to some record labels, and so that led to signing to Interscope Records, uh, and and that just like immediately as a kid, you know, you, you you of course like I mentioned, I got a guitar and thought it would make me look cool. So this was kind of the the the, <laughs> the slightly more um, elevated version of that uh, to, to finally have a record label that believes in what I was doing. And um, I mean, that's a big think, deal at that age. That's huge. It was. Oh yeah, my it gosh. Was, I w- it kind of blew my mind and, yeah. and still does in retrospect. But at that point, I just, you know, uh, the dream was to become the next U2 or the, you know, <laughs> the mm-hmm. next Radiohead or, um, and without, you know, being, without being old enough to understand like the, the, the pitfalls of, of having success on that level and, uh, the, all the complications that come with that. So I think the thing I learned, um, through that experience, cause ob- obviously, um, that did not lead to me being, um, the next you two. I don't know if you knew that, but, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm so grateful that it didn't because, uh, I think that it, that, that experience kind of led me to the understanding that, uh, it, my career and and music and um, what I define as success has really has nothing to do with like one moment. It wasn't getting signed to a record contract. It wasn't any of those things. It was um, it's a series of many many years to finally build uh, something that I'm proud of, and uh, th- that doesn't look like uh, you know uh, the, the success of you two or anybody else necessarily. So, um, th- that was one thing that I learned early on was I kept thinking that, Oh, when, when the next break happens, mm-hmm. that's when, that's when, um, you know, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit like fame and fortune will just, will just fall into my lap. Um, and it wasn't, I wasn't thinking of it quite uh, so ridiculously, but, um, well, I think we all do. If we're all we honest, all we all, I mean, yeah. you, you could say that. I think that's honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's buried in there. I think the older you get, you buried a little deeper. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I think I realized, um, long story short, so I signed to a record label, they were great, but then, um, I ended up realizing that I just really love being hands-on and my manager, uh, was incredibly encouraging about going independent. And at that point it was not kind of the norm to be an independent musician especially having gone from having a label, um, to not having a label. And, uh, from that moment on, it just, uh, was this, uh, this long decade of, of, uh, just working really hard and realizing that hard work actually turns into, um, just a lot of fulfillment creatively. And, um, I get to, uh, like right now I get to do, I get to do the work that I love and I, mm. I get to, um, 
express myself in any way that I uh, feel uh, excited about. And uh, that, that just, I, I think I, I forget sometimes how freeing and, um, and what, a, what a privilege and a gift that is to, to kind of be at this place of being able to, to truly do what I love. And without any, uh, any um, feedback or, or really notes from anybody that's kind of in control of, of the direction of my music. Like if I, if I want to write a song, uh, you know, an album about the Enneagram types, there's nobody there to be like, that might not be a smart idea. Mm. <laughs> so it's been a lot of, uh, a lot of that where I have a very small team and uh, if you had asked me probably when I was, uh, 13 years old, like, you know, tell me the, the career that I would have as a, as a 34 year old, um, I would have been kind of like, wait, I'm not, you too. Right. <laughs> you know, it would almost be a disappointment, but in retrospect, I am so thankful, um, that I get to just do what I love and I, I get to do it with, uh, um, while watching my, my kids grow up and I get to be home. So I, I don't know if I explained this earlier, but, um, so I'm, I'm a little bit unusual in that I mostly write and record music from home. Wow. So, um, I don't, I don't tour nearly as much as most artists do. Um, and I, I have before and I, and I still really enjoy playing live, but, um, uh, one of the one of the honors that I get to uh, enjoy is that um, I love writing and creating. So uh, I get to be home and watching my kids grow up. Mm. You know, it's so fascinating too because I think we all have this you know this vision that the world says of success, right? And it yes, says yes, you have totally. to be like huge and it, and all these different stipulations. And it's kind of like, wow, I love. I just love your story and that, of course, like who doesn't, I mean, I don't even sing and I want to be you too. So, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, but I mean, and that's okay to dream like that, but I, I really, totally. love, yeah, I really love that you, you just, you know, you just like, you gave yourself permission. It's like, what is, what is success for Ryan? Like what, what is like deep within you that God has created in the expression of how you want to express it rather than like we, we compare ourselves to, you know, where we think we should be or other people. And then it, you can kind of yeah. maybe dampen a little bit like our own unique contribution to the world around us, right? Absolutely. No, that's so true. Thank you for, for saying that too. Yeah, no. So I just, I, I love, I love that. And it sounds like your life for, as far as it can be, because none of our lives are perfectly balanced, but that you get <laughs> to do what you love and you get to raise your girls and, you know, your marriage that you just have a, a lot of different facets to who you are, which I'm sure inform your music to some extent as well, I would guess. Yeah, no, totally. And um, I, so a little while ago, I, well, it was probably, probably five or six years ago now, um, I realized that even making albums was a, was a little bit of a strange, like, concept to me. So I, I, I recorded four, uh, no, I think it was three full length albums and then kind of got to the point where I'm like, I don't like the, the, the rhythms of, you know, spending a year working on an album and then going to tour, uh, those songs for another year and then coming back and uh, getting into the studio and being super insecure. And like, I don't know how to write songs cause it's been a year, mm. <laughs> you know? So I started writing series of music, um, which began with a project called yearbook. And, uh, for that, that was like a creative challenge that I was able to kind of lay out and just commit to the people that listen to me and say, I'm going to, I'm going to write three songs every month for a year, uh, three brand new songs, which totally was, you know, uh, I increased my, uh, the, it, it challenged me probably, um, I, I, before that I would, I would write maybe four or five songs a year. <laughs> right. How did you do that? So, like, how did you keep, so, that's a lot. 
Yeah, it, it was a little bit ridiculous, and I, I just knew that I like I, I was either going to fail and um, be a better songwriter because of it, or I was going to get through it and be a better songwriter because of it. So it felt like a, a win-win situation. Obviously, I preferred to get through it, and thankfully, I did. Wow! <laughs> but it taught me it taught me a lot about just like the the being comfortable in my own skin and being able to. I think it 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 led me to being able to write even more personal songs um, and, and just to be more comfortable with writing and, and um, that, that part of the, the career as opposed to kind of changing gears every, every season of, uh, you know, touring and, and, and playing uh, or, or writing songs and performing them on, on record. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of shaped the, where I'm at right now too, which is writing a lot for different film TV shows and um, and also just uh, I, I write a lot of thematic uh, projects. So um, right now I'm, I'm doing an, an album called or it's not an album. It's a it's a long long form series called Atlas, which is kind of the the, the musical narration of uh, the origins of the universe. <laughs> so well, okay, can it, you explain that a little? Because I was listening or reading up on that a little bit. Tell, yeah. tell me, yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, totally. So um, it started with uh, uh, Atlas Year One. So it's broken down into um, I, I've announced three of these years uh, and the, the first year included 30 songs and uh, they're they're kind of broken down into themes so uh, at the beginning of the universe I imagine uh, darkness that's kind of the unknown and then um, so I wrote four or five songs based on uh, in my interpretations of darkness as an EP called darkness and then the next theme was light which is the which is in, in my belief God and it's the beginning of, of us and all things and then uh, so I write I, I wrote several songs based on that theme light and then um i wrote a song for each of the the, the um, planets in our solar system and kind of the the theme gets closer and closer to us and then i wrote a, a song uh, or four songs for the cardinal directions which is called land north south east and west and then oceans uh one for each of our our earth's oceans and then that leads to of course life which is uh which is the the year that i'm currently in which is atlas year two and it's all about um involuntary human development so uh, we are we are born and we are given the gifts of these senses and um, so i wrote a song for each of the five senses and um, currently i'm working on uh the uh, oh sorry I, I jumped ahead but i'm I, then i wrote a song for each of the four basic human emotions and then um, currently i'm working on the enneagram which is uh, uh, a lot of people believe that you're sort of born with the uh, with this wiring um one through nine different different types of uh, on the enneagram so <laughs> so wow. right so anyway I, I i geek out on a lot of that stuff but it, it, what's fun about it is that i get to i get to constantly write these these journal entries of my life but in um kind of hang them on the thread of themes and uh and this long form project so it's a lot of fun so would you say that i mean part of your kind of success for lack of a better word is that you just had i mean it sounds like you had a pretty big goal of pumping all that music out like that yeah. that, that's a huge thing what like what did it require of you to like push through and and make that happen like what are some what are some things yeah what are some things that it required of you to do that yeah so um it it taught me to kind of always push through writer's block because uh, inevitably it will come. And I've heard a lot of people say that writer's block doesn't really exist. It's just sort of your mind uh, telling telling you you can't do it. And um, for me, keeping kind of like my butt in the studio chair, um, 
that kind of proved that true where I just, um, I, the songs that I pushed through writer's block, um, were actually some of the ones I was most proud of because I feel like it's just a matter of time before you're, before you're able to finally, like I, I was, I was most worried that I was going to run out of something to say by the end of writing that yearbook project. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, um, and uh, around the middle point, um, and that was 36 songs long. Um, and around the middle point, I just was like, I think I don't, I don't know if I have anything else left that I'm <laughs> curious about or want to say. I think I've written it all. And I was totally wrong. I just like just by waiting and kind of thinking through a little deeper, like I'm like, nope, the better the better stuff is actually beyond that little writer's block spot. So, um, but it was it was a it was a really hard year. <laughs> wow. I'm not gonna lie, it was a it was very exhausting, and um, it set the stage for everything that I'm doing right now. So I'm so grateful for it. Um, but it was the first year that my wife and I got married and it actually timed out perfectly with that because even though I was completely, uh, focused on, on my work, she was also very, very focused in that particular year on her work. So it ended up being kind of, we were, we were partnering up and uh, understanding each other's, you know, uh, how we're spending time throughout that year. And, um, uh, so it ended up working out okay, but definitely, definitely not something um, I would encourage people to uh, do. <laughs> oh, to write um, over thirty songs 36 a year. Thirty six songs mean? a year. It was it was so fun, and um, but it was it was definitely it took a toll on my uh, <laughs> on my probably my body and my 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 soul a little bit. But um, again, like I said, it was a lot of hard work that that ended up um, kind of setting the stage for everything that I'm doing right now, and 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 I feel like it taught me. Uh, if I learned, if I knew anything before that, um, I, I tripled my knowledge of writing and recording and, and the craft of songwriting and, um, and actually knowing when, uh, you know, when I'm actually proud of something that was, that was my one rule. Cause my, my big concern was I didn't want to write 36 terrible songs right. <laughs> or 36 like demos or um, so the, the, the rule for the project was I, I had to be genuinely proud of everything mm. I put out. And so every time I finished something, I, I had to put it through that, um, that question. And, um, there was a couple moments where I'm like, Nope, <laughs> I'm really not. And then I went back to the drawing board. Um, but I think that that taught me, that taught me a lot about, um, uh, just how to, uh, I don't know how to, um, dig a little deeper in myself for the creative process. And, uh, and, and it led to a lot of different film and TV opportunities. And so it was, it was a, a very hard year that it was, um, hard in, in the best possible ways. It's like after a really long, like workout or something mm. where you feel kind of terrible, but you're also really proud that you did. It. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. It's kind of like at some point, and I, I'm sure there are listeners too, are thinking there's something they may be pursuing and it's, it can be so easy to kind of throw in the towel yeah, yeah. And, and give up totally. and be like, what on earth was I thinking? But to have a compelling enough reason for, you know, or vision for what you're doing. And I, I'm guessing that at some point you handled some setbacks or were faced with some setbacks in this journey. And I'm just curious, how, how did you handle or how do you handle perceived setbacks when you're kind of gunning for your goals? You know, that's, that's a great question. Um, I, I think they do actually drive me further. I, I never like to admit that because I don't want more of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but anytime, like even if I've gotten, um, if I don't feel good about a song or if I feel like I, I have really hit a point where I'm like, I, I don't know what to do on this one. Um, I, inevitably looking back, it always leads to a better thing. Like mm -hmm. it always leads to the, the, the struggle was worth pushing through. Um, and, and setbacks and, you know, there's, 
there's a million opportunities that get presented to, I think, in every profession that are like, oh, here's this really amazing thing, and then it gets taken away. So that happens, I feel like that happens nine out of ten times. So anytime I get an email that's this really cool opportunity, I can pretty much guess that (laughs) it's not going to work out, which I think is probably self-preservation that I'm doing that. But um, it's also, it also keeps me a little bit more grounded where I, I, I know when I was younger, I, I would get an opportunity and it just would be like the thing I obsess over until mm. it either happens or doesn't happen. And um, I think now I'm a little bit more, um, uh, I, I think I recognize what's, what's most important in my, in my career and in my life and, and just my, 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 uh, the, the space it takes in my brain <laughs> to right. think through. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've had definitely a bunch of setbacks, but I, I think that they have driven me and pushed me forward. And I don't know if that's related to my personality or, or not, but, um, I do think that there's, uh, I don't know, some, some tension is, is really good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd agree with that. No, I was, when I was listening to one of your podcasts, I think it might've been the, the first one you had mentioned that you were uh, trying to learn a lesson and letting go. Yes. Do you remember oh saying gosh. that? Yeah, I totally, totally resonated with learned. it, but I want to hear what you mean by that. Well, how is, how yeah. is, how is learning that lesson of letting go? How has that helped you? Yeah. So, I mean, on a, on a really practical level, so that yearbook project that I was talking about, um, obviously uh, writing three songs in a month, uh, there's, there's a point for each of those songs that I, I, needed to let go. <laughs> there was, there was a point where I, of course I asked myself, am I proud of this? But I, I'm the kind of person that could work on the same song for my entire life. I could, I could keep chipping away and it would never be quite good enough. Oh, um, yeah. even though I, I, I might be proud of the work uh, to some extent, but I, I it never, I, I, I truly could go and, uh, <laughs> and work on the same three minute song for <laughs> the rest of my days. But, um, for the, yearbook taught me the importance of letting go. And what's funny about it is doing music in, in this way where it's, uh, it's faster paced and it's more deadline oriented and it's, um, you know, having that, that rule of having to be proud of it, but ultimately letting go of it right away. Um, that was, it, it, it led to deeper work. Um, like I mentioned, but it also now when I, when I, if I have to listen back, I, I, I always choose not to listen to my music once I'm done with it. Cause once I do let go, I, I feel some, some sense of peace. And I know that if I hear it again, I'll, I'll hear that guitar track or the piano is a little bit weird or you mm-hmm. know, I'll go back into edit mode and I'll be like, no, I want to, I want to fix everything. Um, <laughs> But occasionally I do have to hear my own songs, uh, like when we're pressing vinyl and I have to hear the test pressings and things like that and approve things moving forward and, and all that. Um, I, I've noticed that the, the music that I had to let go of sooner is actually, um, it feels more authentic and I feel a deeper connection to it. So the albums that I had all the time in the world to write and record, even though they are definite, definite personal expressions for me and they mean a lot to me. But if I hear them back, I, I cringe at all of the, the, you know, the, the editing and all of the, all the time I remember putting into uh, getting the drum sound just right. And all the, all the, all the silly minutiae. Um, when, when you remove that, and, and, and that's kind of how I'm doing music now, when you remove all of that obsession and the time it takes to 
kill something. Yeah. <laughs> I end up, um, the, the end result is I actually, when I hear it, I feel it resonates far deeper than anything that I've spent a million years on. So, right. uh, that letting go has, has proven on that practical level to be, uh, to be a healthy thing. And then I think that there's just, um, I, I don't have any tattoos, but I've always wanted, um, well before I should say, well before the movie frozen came out, I wanted the words, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, I, I wanted it tattooed somewhere on my arm and um, and the reason for that was I figured at every point in my life I'm going to need to hear those words whether it's as a parent or as mm. a uh, you know just in friendships and in relationships and in my career and in kind of everything and even just control and my faith and letting go of the the sense of control that you know that we all kind of cling to um, those words have like they still mean a lot and it's actually kind of funny because now um, our three year old is obsessed with Frozen so I hear <laughs> those words. Reminder for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't really need the tattoo. I just still hear those songs a gazillion times. And <laughs> oh my gosh, it's <laughs> amazing. They'll, they'll, they'll light up that light in my head. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a coffee cup that says "Let It Go." It's like it's oh, so, that's awesome. It's so true, though, right? It's like, oh, yeah, why do is. we obsess? You know, and I, I'm not saying this is this is true of you, but yeah, and, and there is a thing that we want to do. Whatever we do in life, we want to do it with a level of excellence. But it's like, yeah, is is the is the fear of what other people will think, is that driving us or is it really just because we want to put our best work out there? I don't know if, if that, Absolutely. if you resonate yeah. with that tension at all. No, but. I do. I do for sure. It's a, it, it's constant. <laughs> right. Right. What will they think? Well, they think it totally sucked, you know, yes, but it's like, I, hey, I, was, I, I just released a, a song, um, a couple days ago and, um, I've actually been, that question has been <laughs> on replay in my head. Maybe that one was the bad one. That was like the worst one I've ever put out <laughs> and then and then you think about it like really so it probably wasn't because we but what if it was then what's the worst you know i, I mean? know what is the worst it doesn't it, it ultimately it's not like um yeah I, I always say that if if nobody listened to my music anymore i definitely would still be writing music so it doesn't even matter <laughs> but, yeah. i mean obviously i would love for more people to enjoy the work that i'm doing but um there comes a point where i'm just like oh yeah that's true what is the worst case scenario if if if, if somehow i accidentally just made a you know wrote the worst the world's worst song <laughs> right i still will get up tomorrow and i'll i'll try to write another one and hopefully it'll be better right and i think that relates to anything that anyone's doing yeah. right it's like yeah. wow that that hey it has to be so good that the world thinks it's awesome sometimes then we won't try anything and that the fact is like not everyone's gonna like my podcast not everyone's gonna like music whatever the case is and that's true yeah what Absolutely. i just yeah what i just love and you know about you know, really pursuing this living a life unleashed is, you know, playing full out and living fully into who we're created to be. And that, that in itself is a beautiful expression, not trying to copy other people or be so afraid of what other people are going to think about it, but it, it is a constant Super. process of letting go. So it's really cool that you have a three-year-old who will act just <laughs> on probably not even on command, probably just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. She does. When she gets older and knows all that, she'll be like, good. I'm glad that I, <laughs> Right, right. She that. that. Well, she I'm curious. Not. In the the last couple of minutes we have here, what yeah. what advice would you like to pass on? I'm even thinking, like, even as your daughters, like, what advice based on your life experience to this point and just how you're like living your 
life unleashed and, you know, playing full out and, and fully into who God created you to be? Like, even what advice yeah. would you pass on to your daughters? What, what would you say? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to figure that out every day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say in terms of um, pursuing the things that you love and that you're passionate about that, I just feel like that's that's one that's one area of my life that I just feel so, um, so fortunate because I, I had parents that supported uh, that dream and um, of music for me. That was that was kind of the that's where I landed is that's where, like I said, I, if nobody listened to what I was doing, I would still would need to write songs. And I I know a lot of people feel that way about all sorts of different, um, callings. And so I just personally believe that God gave you that gift to, uh, to enjoy and to, um, to, to walk towards. Mm. And so, um, I was fortunate enough to, to have the, the, the privilege of doing that. And, um, I just would hope that my girls and, and anybody would, would, would have that same, that same permission just to, I, I feel like I've met and talked to so many different people that, um, you know, life circumstances happen and, um, it always seems to be at odds with the, the thing that you want to do. And, um, I don't know, I feel like it's worth fighting for. You, you have to, you have to, you have to take some, some intentional steps towards the things that you love doing. And, um, because I, I truly believe that, that God put that inside you to, uh, to enjoy. And, um, and I think he enjoys seeing that through you. And, um, uh, so if it's, whether it's writing or songs or cooking, or any, any, um, anything, <laughs> right. um, we, we are, I think we're called to create. And, um, I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing to, to kind of allow yourself to walk towards that. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, how can our listeners keep up with all the awesome things you're doing? Thank you. Uh, yeah. So sleeping at last.com. Um, do people go to websites if they do? I think <laughs> yes. so. I do. <laughs> I do too. Um, and then of course my music is everywhere. Music is so Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, all those places. And for folks that are interested in downloads, you know, I, iTunes obviously is downloads, but also, um, the, the project that I'm currently working on for the, uh, the, the Atlas, um, concept that I mentioned, uh, that, is in subscription form. It also comes out in Spotify and everywhere else, but the subscription is, is sold at sleepingatlast.com where you get the songs ahead of their release and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and currently I'm working on those nine songs inspired by the, the nine Enneagram types. So that's kind of the, the latest. Yeah. What, and what has that been, been like for you? When I, I should, oh, so I, am I supposed to ask you what you are? Or is that not? No, of course. No. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm an Enneagram nine. nine. Um, okay. and so I, uh, <laughs> I have, um, I, I, I guess the need is the need to avoid and (laughs) which is, uh, which is definitely applies in in most areas of my life, but thankfully doesn't apply in, uh, in music. (laughs) So otherwise I would never write songs ever. Um, but yeah, it it has been uh, one of the most, uh, like, I don't know. It's teaching me so much to write these songs. So it basically the way I'm approaching it is I'm writing from the perspective of each of the nine types. So I'm really trying to research and learn as much as I can to honor each type. And and I don't know if you if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but it, it talks a lot about your brokenness first and um, uh, with the hope that you would, you know, um, acknowledge, acknowledge the ways that we each uh, are kind of 
our baggage. <laughs> mm. And so as a means to finding a better and healthier way of living. Um, so learning about each type, I feel like my heart has at the point of, of writing these songs, my heart has kind of like broken for each type. And I think it's, I think it's developed a really wonderful, um, feeling of empathy and mm. throughout learning uh, about each of the types. I haven't gotten to nine yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's the last one. You got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, it's the right? last one. So um, I'm, I'm currently working on the type four, and so one, two, and three are uh, are out now. Well, actually, three comes out on February 9th. But, um, but yeah, it's been really fun, and it's been teaching me a lot. It's, I, I don't know. The Enneagram for me is this. Uh, it just brings a new uh, vocabulary for um, the ways in which uh, some of the people in my life and uh, not some, all the people in my life and uh, how I interact with them and how they interact with me. It just gives me a greater understanding. Um, and it's been a huge marital tool for, for my wife and I. And um, just been it's a really uh, helpful vocabulary to have uh, in understanding each other. Yeah, I listen. So I, I so Chris actually, Chris Hewart, so I know you guys are friends and yeah. you, you wrote um you had was it the it was the last it's at the end of his it's book. Afterward, yeah, afterward. Yeah. I was like, what do you call it? It's not the it's afterward. <laughs> it's like a made-up um, thing. It's like <laughs> Yeah. No, but it's it's uh so yeah, I've just become familiar with Enneagram in the last couple of years and I'm like, oh I can't vacillating between the the one and the six. So I'm still trying to figure myself out. But I listened to your one totally. one and I can't wait to listen to the sixth one too. So I'll Yeah, look. totally. I, I love the idea. I, I it, it can't work this way because obviously people will have different tastes in music, but I, w- I would love the idea that, um, you know, somebody that doesn't know anything about the Enneagram could listen to my album and be able to, you know, figure out which type they are by which one they resonate with. Right. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a brilliant. It might happen for like seven people or something. <laughs> well, hey, you know, seven more, probably more than that, but, but I think it's brilliant. And Thank I think you. you are brilliant. Thank you so oh, much for hanging out you. with me. It's, it was so great to just be in your, in your cyberspace, I guess, since we're not physically in the same space, but just, you know, keep up the awesome work and the podcast and you guys learn more about Ryan, what he's up to on sleeping at last com you can find everything um, that he's pumping out all the awesome music i love seeing all the places that your music shows up all the tv shows and movies and so forth i'm like oh i know that song so just really grateful for who you are and just the life that you're fully living into so thanks for sharing that with us today that is so sweet thank you i so enjoyed talking to you well hey guys that's it for today hope you enjoyed my conversation with ryan and i'm looking forward to having you tune in next time here's to living a life unleashed